Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon, click on the ad free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad free over on Patreon. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, today we're going to share an episode, of course. I mean, I know everybody's off today, but listen, I want to share this blast from the past from two, no, three years ago on Thanksgiving. Christy Lukasiak. Did you guys watch Dance Moms? This is just a holiday time, feel good, fun episode. And we also get into Abby Lee Miller and all that is Dance Mom. So sit back. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are having such a great day. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. People ask me what I'm thankful for. I guess I'm thankful for the housewives because it gives me something to talk about with you all. Gives me a job, but I'm really thankful to all of you. You know, I say it all the time. I am here to make everybody happy. I am here to share what I know. Let's just talk about it all, right? So I hope everybody is having a great Thanksgiving. I really am thankful to each and every one of you. I mean, how it is that you're listening to me with a seven day a week show, four years into this thing is beyond me, but really, really from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy this chat. It's another gem. I feel lost on our back feed. It's the holidays. Enjoy this one. Happy Thanksgiving and enjoy this chat from three years ago with the one and only Miss Christy Lukasiak from Dance Moms. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only, you know her originally from Dance Moms, Miss Christy Lukasiak. Oh my goodness, the one and only. That's quite, um, <laughs> that makes me feel so important. 
How is that for an introduction on a nice afternoon? I know. Can you just introduce me every time I do like a story or an IG live? You can be like my hype man. Listen, here behind the velvet rope, we like to make people feel welcome. So no, you totally do. So welcome. How are you and what's going Thank on you. and how is your quarantine? Oh, I, you know, I'm good. I'm really well. Um, are you in New York? Are you yeah, on the East Coast? Yeah, so I'm like yeah. in New York City. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, well, we're in Pittsburgh. And so kind of like the same side of the country, but obviously, like, you totally had it differently than us. Um, I mean, quarantine was crazy. It still kind of is, but I feel like everybody's trying to get out of it. But it's really not ready to get out of, you know? So it's like a weird, it's just like a weird, we're in like a weird waiting zone or something. That's what I say. Like you almost knew what to do when we were really locked down and now you don't know what to do. You're like, we can go out, but like, you don't, going out, first of all, is, it's not the same. It feels completely different. You don't even know if you should be out. It's not really fun. And like, then you start to get like, I'm around a lot of people. So what's the difference? It's just strange. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, we actually, we flew two weeks ago because Chloe wanted to go back to California, which I mean, listen, she was a freshman in college when quarantine hit. Could you imagine anything worse than all of a sudden you have to be home with your parents? Like you get this little bit of freedom, you move to LA, you're living this life. And then all of a sudden, like you're back at home and your parents are like nagging you about stupid stuff. So she came back in March and she wanted to go back out to LA because I mean, even though they're online schooling right now, I think she just wanted to be out there, which I get it. Um, and we did not want her for the first time because she has her own apartment out there. She doesn't just live on campus. We didn't want her the first time going back and just being in her apartment. Like that's me and all my serial killer paranoia. Uh, I was like, no, I'll go with you. Um, and plus like she, we had a car out there that we got rid of and we shipped her, her car from here out there. It was just a lot of logistics. Um, so we flew and she's like safely ensconced in her apartment in LA, like living her happy life. But then my younger daughter, the school district was like, Hey, we're just going back to school regular, like five days a week, 80% capacity, see you in a week. And we're like, what? And then today we just got another email that said, we're not going to start for a few more weeks. So, I mean, it's like, you don't know. So how does school work like 80% capacity? Like just start, it's rotating days you go in. No, it's it's 20% of the parents were just like, nope, we're going to homeschool or cyber. Um, And what's funny is the district, yeah, the district I live in, and I, I won't swear. I have to remind myself. You could. I mean, I have a pretty, I have a pretty bad mouth. So you're entitled to. Uh, Same. Retweet. Um, Well, these parents are just like giving the district a lot of shit about regulations, but they all want to put their kids back in school because they all want to go, you know, to their trainers or whatever they're doing in the neighborhood and they don't want to be bothered with their kids, but they're like, my daughter can't wear a mask. And they're like, then don't come back to school. Wow. So is, is Chloe like, she's back in LA like yeah. now for she's school. Back like in LA. School's-, school's big. Um, you know, I don't even know what she's doing in that apartment. I mean, I know she like sees some friends and goes out, but I, I told her, I was like, listen, don't go to big parties, which, come on, I'm a realist. I know she's going out. But, right. you know, I was like, just just make smart choices. Like, try to be a little bit safe because nothing's really different since March. It's not. That's why it's weird, like, when you go out. You're just yeah. like, 
I feel safer, but then you catch yourself to be like, this is like a false sense of security. I shouldn't feel safer. Like what's different? Yeah. So it's really weird. So that's good. So you've been making, you've been making good use of your time in quarantine. Yeah. You know, what's weird. I think everyone in the world was complaining, you know, we don't have enough time. And that I was so guilty of that. Like, I don't have time, 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 time. And I think I was just spiraling so much out of like making up things that I needed to prioritize and quarantine obviously put a big like break on all of that. And I was like, Oh my God. So I got to reevaluate where I spent my time. Loved not wearing pants with jeans or buttons, I guess, jeans or zippers. Um, And I just was kind of figuring out like what I wanted to do next, you know, different things have presented themselves to me. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that. No, what? And I've never really sat down and really thought about it. So I took that time for a lot of self-reflection. How about you? That's good. I mean, same thing. Like I am so, I mean, I, I live in New York city. I'm so guilty. I was out like seven nights a week. Just, I mean, I was all traveling all over the world just for this job and doing yeah. things. And same thing, like in the beginning, I was like, well, in the beginning, I'm like, I need to get just everything done. Like I literally was doing things that have been on my to-do list for like two years, like crazy 100%. stuff. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, obviously life had gone on without doing these things, but I'm like, okay, well I caught up on everything and then same thing. And I really just decided to like my, this show was like two days a week when it first started. Now it's five days a week. So like, I've really just kind of worked, but also decided yeah. like what I wanted to work on and what I didn't want to work on. Yeah, Totally. And then you're just like, it's almost like, how did I ever have time to run my life before quarantine? I don't know how I got anything done. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. So good. So you're kind of like, I've used that. I think a lot of people, I'm I'm amazed how many people are like, I just laid on my couch. I'm like, really? I like came up with this whole business plan and like figured out what I wanted to do. And, you know, I have to say though, nothing in my house got done. I'm so jealous of all the people that are like, we remodeled. I'm like, well, I just threw all my stuff in one room and I haven't looked at it. So well, I said, I've been saying it's a great time for people to either have a remodel their house or B, if you wanted any type of plastic surgery, like March, right in the beginning. I know that would have been amazing for downtime. <laughs> Isn't this sick that this is where my mind goes of like, before we were locked down? No, I think that's actually brilliant. But I mean, how fun was it to see everyone kind of go back to their original factory settings when nobody could have anything? Like the hair was growing in, the brows were bad, the nails were crazy. And you're like, huh, I don't look so bad, do I? (laughs) That's the thing. I had a few days where I was like, all right, like I could get by like another few months like this. And then like in the end, I was like, okay, something needs to be done. I look back at those pictures, like, it, my hair was the biggest thing, because, like, oh, my God, the, please, like, I'm not a natural blonde. I haven't seen my real hair color since high school, and I was like, oh, my God, what are all these natural highlights? Maybe I am a blonde, and my kids were like, those are gray, and I'm like, stop talking. You didn't do any secret house calls in the beginning, because I, I know people no. that were doing, like, secret house calls. No, because the problem is, is because we were in LA for so, so often, like so often for years, I've kind of graduated to all of my like beauty people are in LA. That makes so sense. for me to do a secret house call, I would have had to like been on a secret plane ride. Right. Which that was really, so no. s- speaking of LA, so let's go back to the beginning and then we're going to get into okay. like what you've been doing. And like, I know I want to talk about all your new businesses, but Let's just go back to the beginning, since everyone does know you from Dance Moms, originally. Dance Moms. 
Um, you know, so like, let's talk about like Chloe and dance. Like, is this just like what? Like right when she came out of the womb, it was dance. Like, how did this come yeah. about? Okay, so here's the weirdest thing. Chloe's name is actually, and all of this is coincidental, I swear to God. Chloe is named after a song called Chloe Dancer. My husband liked the song when he was a teenager. I did not name Chloe. And when we started dating, he was like, hey, if we ever get married and have a child, I'm like, I was floored. I was thinking like, I'm 21 years old. Don't say those types of things to me. Right. He said, I want a little girl and we, we're going to name her Chloe because I love this song. And I'm like, okay. Um, so we got married young. I was 23. And then I ended up getting pregnant like two months after we were married, which was a huge shock and scary. And at 24, I had no business being a mother. Like people joke all the time about getting a driver's license, but anybody can be a parent. Clearly I could have used some guidance, but you know what? We made it through. She's alive. She's a pretty good kid, but there were some serious trauma to me when she was little. I'm like, Oh my God, what if I kill her? And Mark and right. I just laugh all the time. Our number one thing was just, let's keep her alive. Like, that was our whole parenting plan. That's a good, you know. So, yeah, I mean, basic, very minimal. I laugh when I see all these, you know, things that parents do now. I'm like, I just wanted her to, like, literally be clean and be alive. Um, so anyway, I mean, I joke, but we obviously adored her and were very good parents and all of those things. But when she was about two... Um, the local dance studio, like down the street for me, my cousin had her daughter enrolled who was a few years older than Chloe. And I was like, oh, they have a little like toddler program. So I called the school one afternoon, the dance school, and this woman answered the phone. And she was like, is she potty trained? And I was like, um, yes. And she's like, then she can come to class, but I don't want anybody peeing on my floors. And I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, Chloe was not potty trained. Um, but I lied and I was like, well, she'll be fine. So for like 30 minutes a week, I would put her in her leotard and hold my breath that she wouldn't be on the floor. Of course the woman was Abby, but I didn't know that at the time. Um... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tis the season, and I've been hearing from so many of you that what you're thankful for this year is honey law. Why? Because there's nothing worse than suffering from an uncomfortable bra or shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized the bra and shapewear game. There's no reason you should still be dealing with uncomfortable underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat in your bras and undergarments. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the needs for underwire without sacrificing lift. Plus, 
they're made with fabric that's so soft, you won't want to take it off. So many of you write to me and say that you sleep in your Honey Love bra because you forget you even have a bra on. Their best-selling crossover bra is so comfortable, it's bound to be your new go-to. All the ladies in my life are getting Honey Love bras and shapewear this holiday season. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 50% off site-wide at honeylove.com slash velvet this month only. Inventory is limited and the sale ends soon, so don't miss their best deals of the year. After you purchase, we'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. It's time to ditch the underwire for good, thanks to Honey Love. Yesterday, I had one of those days in New York where I was on the go all day, so I had a dress for like a morning brunch, afternoon coffee, then a movie, then out for drinks at night, which is not easy to do, but I looked cute. It was a great day until it started to pour. I did not have an umbrella because I was not expecting rain. I ended up getting a little wet, still showed up for dinner cute, but my feet and socks were dry as can be. That's because I had on my Vessies. I wore my Vessies because it's hard to find a pair of shoes that would look cute for a morning brunch, afternoon coffee, and a night out in New York City. Vessies do, but the best thing, they're waterproof. So rain, mud, slush, and snow, your feet and socks stay completely dry. They're comfortable, they're lightweight, and they're attractive and stylish. So if you're gearing up for the ultimate Black Friday, Cyber Monday shopping spree, and you're eager to snag the best deals on footwear, this season, head to Vessi.com slash velvet and dive into their Black Friday Cyber Monday sale from 1117 to 1127. Go to Vessi.com slash velvet and enjoy exclusive discounts during Vessi's biggest sale of the year. Nobody in my family is tech savvy, so it seems weird for me to get them a tech-adjacent gift. But Aura's digital frame is actually the perfect gift. Why? Because it's tech, but it's so easy to use. I've already purchased Aura frames for everyone in my family, and I know when I send them to them, they're not going to know what to do. But I'm going to explain how easy it is. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. They can share photos or videos from any device, and they will instantly appear on the frame. There's no memory card required. The photos look like real prints. Aura frames have meticulously calibrated high-resolution displays, so you can't even tell the difference. Aura detects faces and other key details at a photo so nothing gets left out. And how cool is this? At night, when you turn out the lights, your Aura frame also turns off to save energy. From now through Black Friday and Cyber Monday, visit AuraFrames.com and get $40 off their best-selling Carver matte frame with the code VELVET. This is their best deal of the year, so get Get yours now. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com with a promo code VELVET. Terms and conditions apply. You know, I love staying in all day and doing this podcast. You know, actually, Americans spend 90% of their time indoors. And around the holidays, it can seem like even more. That's all great. But listen, according to the EPA, indoor air can be as much as 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. That's why I have an air doctor. With a high-quality air purifier, all you have to do is breathe, which is why you too need air doctor. Air doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses a filter that's been independently tested to capture 99.9% of tested bacteria and viruses. It's time to get peace of mind with Air Doctor. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. For Black Friday, Air Doctor is offering a limited-time exclusive deal to my podcast listeners. With promo code VELVET23, you can save up to $350 off pure 
purifiers, 20% off filters, and get a free three-year extended warranty on any purifiers in your cart. Don't miss out on this amazing offer and head to airdoctorpro.com and shop using the code VELVET23. So I put her in dance class and like, it's funny because a lot of the little girls that Chloe grew up with were originally in her class or like were added to her class. So they were truly friends. Like Paige and Chloe walked in the first day, walked over and like held hands. They were these two little blonde chubby things. And I'll never forget. I was sitting there next to Kelly, who I didn't know. And she looked at me and she said, is that your first child? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, I can tell because you're totally involved. She goes, that's my third. I could care less what she does. And I was like, who is this woman? (laughs) And so like real relationships. Wow. And so when she wanted, you know, kind of like took to dance, did you have any, you know, like, were you happy? Were you have any hesitations? Like maybe it's too early. You know, we made her try everything. She did a lot of sports, piano, like all sorts of things. And she always kept coming back to dance. Like she would dance down the soccer field and leap. And she always liked dance the best. And she didn't really come into being really very good at it until almost like a year. It was like she clicked one summer. She learned how to turn. And this was like a year before the show started. And then all of a sudden, like, Chloe was winning a lot of things. And she was, like, really giving, like, making a name for herself in in our dance school, not in the community. My God, she was seven. Um, So it just kind of naturally gravitated, but I liked it because I had friends there and I liked the glam and the makeup and all the fun things. And it was something that she and I did. Um, but it wasn't like she had this massive, this is what I want to do. It just kind of all fell into place. She liked it. I liked it. It was something we did. It was fun. She was good at it. So it wasn't like this burning desire and it wasn't this huge push for me. It kind of all just lined up. Happened. Before the show, like, were you, like, the typical, you know, like, stage mom? Like, were you really involved? Oh, yeah. I think we all were. And if anybody says differently, they're lying. I'll be the first to tell you. Like, yes, we were all very involved. And first, like, our kids were little, you know? So we were involved. But I will say this. We did not sit in that dance studio 24-7 at all. We would take the kids, sit there for, like, a little bit at the beginning and then a little bit at the end. And we all would leave and go to dinner, (laughs) Like we all went out and like we had our mom group and it was fun. Um, But yeah, totally. I mean, I think that you have to be a stage mom to operate at that level of competition, no matter what the sport is. That makes sense. And like, was it like, let's all go to dinner or was there, and again, prior to the show, was there this like, I just don't know, like children's dance. Is it like, don't turn your no, back. There was definitely all the same shit that went on on the show. It was happening before. I mean, I can remember. So I know you were going to ask me about like reality TV. So I totally remember when yes. Housewives of Orange County first premiered because everyone was like, what is this? And I remember sitting there watching that show and I was thinking they could do a show about us here because I could literally hear the things that we would say. And it like manifested and you know, I wished it into, you know, like existence, but I really didn't. But I was just thinking like the insanity, there was all kinds of drama that like you would have died to have seen before. I could tell stories that you'd be like, that didn't happen. I'd be like, yes, it did. Well, that's the thing. Like if you take the children out of it and you take Abby Lee out of it, you could have been like the real housewives of 
A hundred percent. I actually, there's a story and you're the first person I think I've ever really told this story to like in public. Um, about a year before, it was a year before Clara was born. So it was two years before the show started. I went out one night with all the dance moms, like many of them that you saw on the show, but a lot that you didn't see on the show. And Abby joined us at some point in the night, you know, because everybody was friends. We all went out and I got roofied at a bar that night and ended really? up in the hospital. Yes. And I just remember it was such madness and like, all this insanity and don't tell her husband this. And I'm like, don't tell my husband what? Like I was drugged, you know, but it was very like far before a camera or a producer produced anything. There was lots going on. That's the stuff that housewives is made of. hundred percent. And like we, I was obsessed with housewives at the beginning. I'm sorry to say though, I don't watch a lot of reality now because I feel like I'm in on the secret. It's hard for me to watch and enjoy. I get it. I mean, I feel like, because I, you know, I'm in on the secret myself and I feel yeah. that you, you watch it. I mean, I still watch it because it's my job really, but you, you watch it with a different eye. Like it's almost yep. like you don't want to know some of the stuff that you know. You're like, I'm not enjoying this. I just want to yeah. enjoy it. I don't, I'm like Me overthinking too. this. Yeah, totally. I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, that's a pickup. Ooh, a producer did that. Like that was a setup. Um, I do... Like, I, I've found that I've enjoyed more things that aren't so docu-follow, like Survivor, because they break the fourth wall. So I'm fine with that. And, like, The Bachelor, because everybody's kind of been on that. Um, so I can react to that a little bit. I'm like, oh, I get it, because they talk about it being an experience. But it's so funny to me when, and we had to do this all the time on the show, we had to be like, the girls are famous because the ALDC is famous. And I'm like, the girls are famous because they're on a hit show. But, like, you can't break the fourth wall. Right. And that's really what they hate. Like, even when I conduct interviews of people that, like, are currently on TV, there's nothing that people want that that's just, they're like, do not break that fourth wall. I'm like, I got it. That's, like, the cardinal sin. Yep. Yep. Do you think, like, the word, like, stage mom, like, has a bad rap? Like, why does that have such a bad rap? Uh, why does it have a bad rap? I think, first of all, I, I think that people just like to shame. I, I feel like we live in a very, like, judgmental, shamey society. So people are like, ooh, you're such a stage mom. But here's the thing. You can package it and call it stage mom because it, our kids were on a stage and they were wearing lots of makeup and sequins and jewelry and, you know, all of the things. So that's easy to be like, you're a stage mom. But I think I think any sort of a parent of any child that's super, super involved or super talented in anything, I think you could say that about any kind of a parent, like, ooh, you're such a, a soccer dad or a wrestling dad or a piano mom, whatever. But because it has that stage connotation, and I think people, I think it just has like a dirty undertone because of like entertainment and Hollywood and like that feeling a little bit I don't know I don't I'm not articulating it right but no that kind of makes sense yeah it's just like people use it as as a um like a put down but I'm thinking to myself you know I don't know I think a lot of kids have a really they benefit a lot from their parents giving them opportunities um and helping them but again it's all it's you have to make sure that you're not pushing your kids and all of those things as well and listening to them but yeah i definitely think stage mom is a term that people throw around in a mean way oh god do, i've been called a stage mom 
did you find it hard to like separate, you know, like being like a manager stage mom versus being like a parent or it all just yeah. kind of the same? It is. No, it's definitely hard. And it's funny to me when I hear parents now of successful children or children in entertainment or even back then, like our kids at dance. I loved when parents were always saying like, it's not me. My three-year-old is just obsessed with this. I'm like, it bullshit. Like you are the one pushing your child. So let's just be honest and open and you want this for them. They like it. There's nothing wrong with that. So just own it. Um, right. But yeah. And like, why do you think parents push their children? Like, is it fame? Is it money? Is it all of the above? I think... Like in your I opinion. think now it's social media. I think everybody's obsessed with making their kids be famous on social media, which is so funny because like social media barely existed at the beginning of Dance Moms for us. So that was great. Like we all just had this big social media come up and it's because it was at the right time, the right place, the right time. So it was great. But I think now it would have been a totally different experience because everybody would have been obsessed with it. So I do think, and I think it's a little bit of, you know, living vicariously through your kids, like that validation that you didn't have for yourself. It's competitiveness with other parents. I mean, and I think, a, I mean, I think we're all guilty of that to some degree. I think well, I would agree with that. I mean, I don't have kids, but just in general, I think that's the way the world works. Yeah. Like everybody's competitive. Like you want to be the best at something and then you throw in like your children and then you put like some beautiful costumes on them. My God, like that's a recipe for maniac mothers. <laughs> kind of. How were you guys like originally cast? Like how did you particularly and Chloe get involved with the show? Um, okay. So there were, there was a, a casting director from LA, um, he originally, the, the way the show was supposed to be set up was it's, it was supposed to be more like the structure of toddlers and tiaras where each week they featured a different mom daughter combination. And then the finale was going to be like the six people you met throughout the season, come back and compete at the end. But then they were realizing as they were taking casting tapes and everybody from the studio, of course, once you heard one person was sending in a casting tape, everyone's like, well, what are you doing? I'm going to send mine in, you know? So we were all sending tapes in. And then they started realizing that like the person I was talking about who was giving me crap at the studio was the same person talking crap on me. And then I had this like great fun friend who always wanted to go out and have a drink. And she was like, you know, so it all just kind of fell in place. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You know how when someone says to you, oh my God, where did you get that? 
Well, this holiday season, your answer is going to be Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods is just that. It's a website full of, well, uncommon goods, goods that you're not going to find anywhere else. They have so many things that are so unique and one of a kind. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free so you don't have to look all around at a whole bunch of different websites. It's one website. Everyone on my list is getting something from Uncommon Goods. I just got a really good friend of mine, a New York City Skyline chess set. And for another friend, I got custom message shortbread cookies. That's right. It's a box of cookies, but I have personal messages for this particular friend. You can customize the messages. Isn't that awesome? These gifts are so personal. Right now, you can get 15% off your next gift. All you have to do is go to uncommongoods.com slash velvet. That's uncommongoods.com slash velvet for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. I love this time of year. It's Thanksgiving. The holidays have officially arrived and the celebrating has started. I love my martinis. You guys know this. I had three of them last night and guess what? I feel great today because I have used my Waterboy. Waterboy is a hydration powder scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. It really works. You know how hungover I should be with three martinis, but I feel great. I've tried other hydration packs on the market, but nothing worked. That is until I found Waterboy. With zero sugar and over three times the electrolytes of Liquid V, your hangover will stand no chance. Unlike their competitors, Waterboy has added specific ingredients beyond hydration to help with all the other things which come from drinking. Nausea, that anxiety feeling, ugh, that's the worst, and fatigue. I think I'm going to drink three more martinis tonight. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's time to stop dealing with anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount with our link at waterboy.com forward slash velvet. That's 15% off at waterboy.com forward slash velvet. It's time to ho-ho hydrate this holiday season. If you're like me, you don't trust tap water. And you guys know I drink so much coffee. So I was making all this coffee at home using tap water and it totally freaked me out. And that's how I first discovered and bought an AquaTrue. AquaTrue is a water purifier that uses a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. What does that mean? It means that it removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And it's so much more affordable than drinking bottled water. Do you know that one set of their filters from their classic purifier makes 4,500 bottles of water. Their filters last six months to two years, and that comes out to less than three cents a bottle. Right now, I have an exclusive offer for all of you guys, my podcast listeners, available for a limited time during this Black Friday sale. This week, my listeners receive a massive 25% off any AquaTrue water purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code VELVET25 at checkout. Also, AquaTrue offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee and a 30-day money-back program. That's 25% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code VELVET25. Welcome to the country's most exclusive boarding school, Bishop Gray, where rules mean nothing and money means everything. Academy is a new scripted podcast that follows Ava Richards, played by HBO Industries' Myhala Harold a brilliant scholarship student who has to quickly adapt to her newfound eat or be eaten world. Her ambitions take hold and her values bend in hopes of becoming the first scholarship student to make the list. Bishop Gray's all-coveted academic top 10. 
curated by the headmaster himself. Becoming a chosen one means she's on the path to big things. After realizing there's no way she'll make the list on her own, she accepts an invitation to an underground society that promises her one of the ten coveted spots. If she bends to their will for her own success, she could have everything she's ever dreamed of. But at what cost? Ava must navigate a game of high-stakes chess and risk throwing it all away for love. If she makes the right moves, she could be set for life. But one misstep could cost her everything. Academy takes you into the world of a cutthroat private school where power, money, and sex collide in a game of life and death. Prime members, you can binge all 10 episodes of Academy on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. And I just went back not too long ago and I found some original emails and it's really hysterical um, who they were like very interested in from the beginning because that's not the story the cast tells. But I'm like, oh, they like this dynamic and that's where they really pivoted from. So for me, they called... They called me, I was, I was in Marshalls, I was shopping and the casting director called and he's like, Hey, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, this application or whatever you sent in. I don't even remember. Um, and I was like, Hey, I'm kind of busy. Can you call me later? I had no, like, I wasn't like, Oh my God, it's LA. I was like, Hey, call me back. I'm shopping. That's so funny. Did you think like you were going to get it? Like, could you tell like during the, cause you know, sometimes it's yes. a long process. It is a long process, but yeah, you know what? I don't, you know how people say sometimes you just know in life, Mm -hmm. like I knew from the first moment that we talked to them and just because I, the producer always came back to me and asked me questions about a lot of stuff. And I just was like, I kind of just knew I'm very dramatic. I'm very, whatever, you know, I'll say whatever you're thinking. I was just like, oh, this is kind of what I was made for. So it wasn't even, I, I knew the whole show was going to happen. And I don't know how I knew, but I just knew. Did Chloe want to do the show? Or was she just more like not even oh God, aware yeah. she did? No, the kids were all like, this is cool. There's cameras. But they were, they were at the same studio that they had grown up with their same friends. So nothing was different for them. They were just like, wow, that's kind of fun, you know? And it was a big adjustment period at the beginning because we were going from just being in regular dance classes to shooting a show. So there was a lot of logistics and like figuring out schedules and who was where. And I mean, it was very much a growing process. And I mean, those kids worked tirelessly and they were exhausted on days because they weren't used to dancing like that and learning new routines and performing, you know, every single weekend that just wasn't how it really was and so I think back and I'm like those kids were incredible yeah I mean that's a lot to go through yeah I mean I was exhausted and all I did was sit and drink well you know (laughs) did you have any friends that you know you were friends with before the show and then like when the show was cast and like they didn't get it like was there that type of like fallout or like the other women that were cast you know, just like we were friends and now I'm jealous because I want to be on the show too and I'm not, or just nothing like that, really. Because I could see um, that being something. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were people, but nobody in my immediate circle, um, because Kelly was my closest friend, it, like at the studio for sure, we were like definitely really how we were on TV. Um, 
No, I, I mean, I'm sure there was lots of hard feelings, but it wasn't anybody I was super close with. And then when you started like filming, were you shocked at like how it all worked? Like, you know, you say now like you're in on how it works. So like, was it a hard to get used to? Yeah, or... it was very hard. The hours just like, it's just, I try, I try to explain it to people. It's two things. Number one, you never realize, oh my God, how awful you look at all times. Cause I would just be sitting there like, oh, I'm exhausted. And like, you're not realizing that you're on a camera constantly. So like all of a sudden you learn how to like sit up straight and like make sure your spanks aren't showing or you're like muffin top and you're like, oh my God, this is horrible. Like you're never fully relaxed. And then the other thing is the only thing I can equate it to is kind of walking through a haunted house. Like you don't know what's coming at you. And I used to like sit there and think to myself, I am not going to the bathroom tonight because if I go to the bathroom and I come back here, I'm going to get attacked about something. So I would sit there and be like, I'm not going to the bathroom today because I didn't want to leave the room for them to talk about me. Right. Cause that's when it would all go down. Oh yeah. Were you shocked, like, when it came out, like, with the editing, like, just the first season? Or were you just like, okay, you know, like, this is how I remember it? Or were you like, what? No. I mean, like... I mean for sure shocked. It's, I, without getting too behind the scenes, you know, there is a certain storyline or storylines that they need to tell. And it's like, sometimes not every piece of what really happens makes it in. And so it gives you like a different perspective on things. And you're sitting there thinking, I look like a lunatic, but that's not really how I remembered it because you forgot to show when this person said this to me or that person said that. So yeah, it was a little rough to see. What was the reaction like when it first came out? Like, you know, cause you said like it was a different time with social media. So it wasn't really like okay, my followers now just went through the roof overnight. No, no, no. But we, oh my God, when that did start, it was like season two, Instagram kind of like had this, you know, big surge. We were sitting on the back of the bus and I remember the girls were making their Instagram accounts and they were like, my name is Chloe Dancer 25716X space, you know, and like all these weird dumb names. And then they would be sitting there and they'd be like, oh, I have a K, oh, a 10K. And they'd be like, oh, I have 100K. And I can remember Chloe was the first cast member to hit a million. And I remember we were in the bathroom right before she had to do her solo. It was on a Saturday and she looked at her phone and she said, I have an M. And I was like, great. Do you know your dance? Like, we didn't care about it because it wasn't a thing, you know? Um, So the reaction at the beginning was... I mean, I think at the very beginning, it was a little tiny bit of a slow burn at the ve- like the first couple of episodes. But then by the end of season one, I mean, we were everywhere. I, I would get calls like on a Sunday evening and they were like, we need to put you on a plane tomorrow to be in New York to be on the morning, the Today Show tomorrow morning. So it was like very fast. And um, it was a little jarring because it all happened so quickly. And I think what made it really different for us versus another show now is that because we existed already in this world and there was just camera crews coming in, we were still in our same houses. It was still our same friends. The kids went to school. We didn't walk red carpets and stuff. So we had no idea that the world was watching. 
And then all of a sudden we were in New York and we were like on every billboard and every bus. And we were like, this is so weird. Yeah. Well, I would assume, especially like filming like season one, like you don't know, it could be Nobody a flop. Can. Like you could yeah. be three episodes and no one watches and you're canceled. So exactly. like, were you, so that was like, and then did you get that? Like when you came to New York, did you press, like people were waiting outside buildings and like you said, billboards and were you just like, like, is that when it hit you? Like, this is actually a huge hit or was it something um, else? Yeah, I think it was when we were doing press for season two and the girls always had, if you look back on season one and two, they weren't always in like black and red ALDC things. Truly, we bought them like little pink terry cloth zippered short sleeve jackets from Target and had their names embroidered on them and rhinestone them. Like they were from Target, but they wore these hot pink jackets everywhere. And we were in New York and the group of them, because I think this is before Kendall joined. So there was the six of them were walking down the street and we couldn't take three steps and we were getting bombarded. And we were like, is this real? And then we realized very quickly because we were a big group who were friends who would always go out in places. We were like, we can't go out together. So then eventually yeah. it evolved into like, we had security with us at times. And, and the biggest thing was, the kids are, they were very young and we would be out eating and doing things and people would come up and interrupt, like interrupt their dinner, not realizing that they had just filmed an insanely long day. And then if we would ask them like, Hey, can we take a picture after? Cause the girls are eating. Those people would turn around and be like, they're so rude. And we were like, we're not rude. Like we have, it was a balancing act of trying to protect our kids and like giving them that rest period, but also being like, generous and kind to our fans yeah you're like I just need to eat my dinner yeah it was like I just need two seconds of downtime like it and and unfortunately or fortunately because I mean obviously it's that fan base that has given everyone so many amazing opportunities you want to give back to them but then you're also like I just need a minute like I just need a minute I can remember it Melissa and I used to go to the bathroom during like competition days if they were in schools or in theaters and we would literally be lookouts for each other while we peed because people would put their phones under the stall and take pictures of us and we're like we just need to go to the restroom really yeah, yeah I think you should draw the line at like a restroom or like I have a thing with like eating I'm like I don't think yeah. you should go up to someone you know I wait at the restaurant as the person's leaving fine but I just to me it's 100%. like when you're eating I don't know. I, yeah, just... I agree. And it's always, I'm so sorry. I know you're eating, but you have like a mouthful of food and you're like, Oh, now I have to stand up and like, make sure I don't have anything in my teeth and smile. And you know, well, I was just going to say, it's also like, I'm so sorry you're eating, but anyway, can you stand and we, I want like yep. Chloe in the middle and I want you over there. It's yep. like, you're like, hi, nice to meet you. Like, yes, yes. Sure. Yeah. Like what, you know, so it's like, it is, it's like a fine balance. Yeah. And Chloe's really good about it because she, it's really lovely to watch her because she's such a, she, I know she's my daughter, but like, she has such a grace about her, even just in real life when nobody's around. She always says like, hi, my name's Chloe. What's your name? You know? And she'll like make it a real experience. And she's like, nice to meet you. Good luck in school this year. She doesn't just go like, she said, I have to personalize it. She goes, cause they don't see me as a person. They see me as like something else. Right. 
Does she get yeah. that now at college? Like now that you went, are people like, oh my God, is that the girl from Dance Moms? Like, does yeah. she get that? I think they will all get it their whole life, honestly. Um, but it's funny because I think sometimes people keep it like on the down low and then it like, it sort of creeps out as drinks flow. Cause she said last night she was at a party and she was the designated driver. And she said, yeah, as people started drinking, then they were like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with your mom's Instagram. She's like, so you're a dance mom's fan. Great. Cause she's like, nobody else, like anybody else was mom. Right. Like they pretend and we're just going to be friends. And right after a few yeah. drinks, they're like, well, okay. I stalked your mom on Instagram and I guess I should tell you now. Yeah. And she was like, it was so weird. She goes, well, I guess it's okay. Cause you're a cool mom, I suppose. And I was like, yay. <laughs> Well, speaking of you and your Instagrams, like going back to the show, like were you shocked also like once it came out, like, you know, you got known for all these one-liners? Oh my God, yes, um, for sure. And that was, I love that. But then I also feel like the pressure in real life to always deliver because I'm not always funny. It depends on who I'm talking to, you know? And I can go back and watch my Dance Palm interviews and I can tell you based on, how funny I am in that interview. Who was interviewing me? What producers? Because some people I clicked with and other people was like, meh, you know? Um, so I get pressure all the time when people meet me and they're like, say something funny. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm having an off day. Okay. Like I just need a minute. Yeah. Like I am not like a trained comedy monkey. I can't just perform. Were you like, were you shocked at like, the level of fame and like the level of fandom that it was just so, you know, just cause to you, it was av like your life. Like you said, like way before the show, like you were all oh. living this life. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't really like housewives where you kind of knew some people you were put yeah. together. You're just like, this is our little dance studio in the middle yeah. of the um, world. I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's still weird for me to hear you say that because in my mind, I'm like, but were we really, you know, like I kind of still feel that way. I'm like, we're, it's, it's weird. Cause I will go back and forth where I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah, it was a really big thing. And then I'm like, well, it really wasn't that big of a deal. And then I'm like, well, kind of, I don't know. So I still have weird moments with it. Did you ever meet anyone like through doing the press and like going to LA or New York? And just like being in that world where you were ever on a red carpet where you're like, oh my God, like I'm totally starstruck. Like where you met someone. All the time. Like yeah, all the time. I mean, I feel that I always grew up, like I grew up in a house where my grandmother was like, she lived for old Hollywood, like glamour and movies. So like I knew all of those names. Like she was always very, you know, kind of gossipy, but it was before it was really gossipy. It was just like these movie stars. So Yes, I feel like I was always very, you know, excited about seeing those things. But what was really fun was to meet people who were huge fans of us. And I was like, what? Um, God, like, who? I mean, yeah, who like, do you have a story where you're like, oh, my God, like, like J-Lo just told me she loves my, or someone like that, where you're yeah, like, I mean, that person watches Dance Moms? Yeah, I, I mean, my God, people, I know that right before she won the Oscar, Jennifer Lawrence was on the carpet talking to uh, Kristen Chenoweth about us. Like it was aired and I was like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Kristen Chenoweth would DM me all the time, which, you know, she's, I think an icon. Yeah. Um, I met, this is a cute story. I was in the Beverly 
was in the Beverly Hilton. Yes. I was in the Beverly Hilton one morning and this little girl came up to me and she was precious with her mom and dad. And she had this really sweet British accent. And she's like, I am just the biggest fan. And I ended up talking to this family for probably 15 or 20 minutes. She was so adorable. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, you're a star. Cause she's like, I'm here and I'm shooting something. I'm playing a young Alice in Wonderland on once upon a time. And, um, once upon a time was that the series I think. Yeah. And so I'm chatting with her. And it was Millie Bobby Brown. Can I just tell you something? I swear, as soon as you said British accent, I'm like, I I just, I don't know. I have like a psychic moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was just like, she was like the biggest fan and it was cute. And I mean, like the girls I met Billie Eilish and she was like, oh, it's you. Like Taylor Swift, you know, Justin Bieber. It's weird, you know. They met Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And all the teen choice carpets and stuff, because you're there and you're just like on the carpets and people are there. Actually the one teen choice award when they met Bieber, some of the like the paparazzi photographers, it was their first teen choice, like push them on the carpet and they all have a picture with him, like professional ones at the step and repeat. And there was this big rumor the next day that they were his date and they were not, (laughs) but they were like, we were his date. And we're like, you guys, you're seven. You're like, slow down. You were not on a date with yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. And- but I mean, I, I'm sure there's many more. Like we were on, I, I was out one night and I met Kevin Hart. <laughs> I was like, not impressed at all. I was like, yeah, so who are you? And he's like, I'm Kevin Hart, I'm a comedian. This, this is before he was big Kevin Hart. I was like, yeah, I'm on a reality show. <laughs> well, Taylor Swift <laughs> is a good one. Did, did, did yeah. Taylor Swift know like the show? I don't know. She was just lovely to the girls. Gigi Hadid knew the show and she was like fangirling big time with the girls. Um, I think Taylor was just lovely. And then like Hayden Penetier, she was excited to meet them. But then Selena Gomez was standing there. So they kind of ignored Hayden and we were humiliated and like mortified at our children. But they were like, it's Selena. Like, so all these funny things just happened with them when they were little. That's funny. Was it a hard decision for you, like, when you guys left the show? Oh, my God. A hundred percent. It was, it, I was in a no-win situation, and that's, like, just, this is a whole different conversation. Things had gotten so ugly, and I was in a no-win situation because Chloe was just being, like, there is actual footage of someone saying that she knew the only way to get rid of me was to torture Chloe. And it was in like a televised interview and she just wanted us gone. And so it was just as how cruel can I be? And it just got to the point where it was either like Chloe's mental health or, you know, I'm going to stay on the show that people feel is like the pinnacle. Like people think that being on a show and being famous or all of those things is the greatest thing ever. But it just, it got to the point where it was going to be a really big emotional cost and I just had to leave and it was so hard and I think I went through a lot of different emotions and therapy and just it was it was a hard couple of years after did Chloe want to leave or did you have to explain to her like this is for your best no it was it was time and she knew and she had said I can't do this anymore and she was 13 and I was just like when my daughter can't do it like I ha- if I don't get us out of this situation, then I'm not fit to be her mother. 
Right. That's where it's like, you know, you know you're yeah. a mother before anything else. So. Yeah. And like, it's such, I look back and I'm like, God, I wish things could have been different because it could have been like so fun and just, you know, but it, it just wasn't meant to be that way. And do you think like a lot of the people around you changed like as a result of the fame, the show? I think we all did. I think every one of us did in some capacity, truly. Um, you just can't. It's too hard. And then what about your decision to go back? That was really close. I mean, she felt like it was a long story where she really thought the show was ending and she was saying, I never got to leave on my own terms. I did not get to finish that chapter. That was my childhood. I want to go out like my way. And when I called, I literally called, I texted the producer and then I ended up on the phone with the network and it was like, they were like, I've been, we've been trying to get you back for four, three years, however long I was gone. And they're like, you're coming back now. And I'm like, well, if you want us, you want us. And it was a very like covert operation because it all had to go down so secretly. And I'll never forget, like they show us walking in at the end, but when Chloe and I were standing outside of that door on the other side without a camera there, that was a heart stopping moment in my life. Cause I'm like, I'm going to open the door on the past. And it was like such a defined moment. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, we have to do it because we have to close out that chapter. And then what did you get closure? Like, were you happy you went back? Was Chloe happy? Yeah, I am. I am happy. Um, I mean, I think had I, had we not gone back, I mean, I was very, very comfortable with where we left in our story. Like that was it. I was proud of like, um, us standing up for what we believed in but on a personal note for Chloe I think that that was important just to go back because those were her friends and family that she grew up with as a child and I didn't want her childhood to be like defined by that moment in the hallway and us walking out and sitting in a parking lot crying right and she's happy you guys went back too Yeah. And was it the greatest, like huge, spectacular ending for us? No, but it ended in a way that we could put it to bed. And for me, that was important. What's like your fondest memory when you look back at that time and like, do you have any major regrets? Um, my fondest memory is really just, it was so fun to watch those girls all of them, like these little girls from like Pittsburgh, you know, just have this amazing impact all over the world, which sounds so crazy. But when you think about how many people watch that show and they were like, so just la la la, had no idea. So that was fun to watch. Um, I mean, look, I had so much fun. I got to go around the world with some of my, you know, best friends, Kelly and I, those stories, those will have to be on a different show that are rated like R. Because our stories behind the scenes when the cameras weren't on were epic. (laughs) And um, biggest regrets. I mean, look, I wish I would have never fat shamed someone on television. I'm a little ashamed that I did that. That's not, that would have never gone over now. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I would have done some things differently, but it's, 
it's over, it's out there. It will live on replays and YouTube and Amazon and wherever else, Netflix, so that it shows for the rest of my life. So my cold shoulder tops and my smart mouth will haunt me until I die. That's the thing about TV, it, it is out there. I know. So it's like, God, I'm gonna have to go on another show just so that my, my glam can redeem itself. You know, and listen, you had some good glam. You had some good glam. I did not have good glam. I, I, it was like... I mean... What do you mean, like... I look back and I'm like, I look like a drag queen, but I am a girl. Like, it was just insanity. But when we all look back at ourselves from, like, even, like, three years ago, I'm like, ugh, what the hell was I thinking? I And some of those clothes, and I was just exhausted. Oh, my God. Yes. It's really terrible. Terrible. Just, and everyone's like, oh, you've had all this work done. And I'm like, uh, new. No. First of all, when you lose 50 pounds, like you look different. And second of all, when you're not stressed out and you have like cuter outfits, it helps. And you're getting sleep. So, you know. Yes. Does, does Chloe look back at the, at the whole experience favorably too? Uh... And did it bring you guys closer together? Like, do you think it, like, made your yeah, relationship closer? 100%. I, I mean, last night, she, we were talking about something, and I said, you know, nobody else in the whole world understands exactly how you feel except for me, because it was a very specific thing. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And it, sometimes it makes me feel badly, because I do have another daughter, but I just have a different relationship with Chloe, because when you go through something like that, it's just different. Um, I don't know if Chloe's experience, if she looks back fondly, I honestly don't think she remembers a lot of it because she almost treats it as like a defense mechanism. She blocks a lot of it out. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she grew up on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it, I, I think sometimes when things happen, I don't, you know how you asked me earlier about, you know, was it this whole, you know, epiphany that, oh my God, you're famous. I think sometimes she doesn't realize still like what a big deal it was. I think that she's still like, well, that was something that I did when I was a little kid. Who cares? And I'm like, yeah, but it was something like, it was a, it was a pop culture moment. Yeah. And probably cause like you don't know anything else in a way, like early in your life, like that's your childhood. True. Yeah, so, like, sure. now it's not your life, but, like, it was your childhood. So, like, I guess how would it be, like, if you and I grew up on TV? Like, we wouldn't know any different, really. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's, like, a good I think point. So. But it really was a pop culture moment. It's almost like, yeah, it was a pop culture moment. Or moment, yeah. and, moment and a half, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> so now yeah. let's talk about everything you are up to today i have a few things so adulting yeah. 101 let's talk about adulting 101 okay yeah this is this was sort of my quarantine um my quarantine moment i guess speaking of moments but so i guess because i had chloe on television and i was mothering her in front of people for years i grew this really fun following of these younger people, like 18 to 25s were following me, like 25 to 34, but it's really that millennial, that Gen Z millennial group. And of course, like we all have opportunities to do things as influencers and things, but I kept saying, I want to do something different. I want to do something more. Like how can I take my presence and like 
these kids are really listening to me and what can I do with it? And then just going through the motions of getting Chloe off to live on her own in the last year, I've realized that there's not a lot of resources for young people as far as just figuring out like basic adulting skills and anything as simple as like, how do I find a primary care doctor in a new city to, you know, how do I, mo what do I do with a mobile check after I deposit it? Or what does really compound interest, interest mean? Or how do I book a plane ticket or travel on my, just all these little things. Um, so I started an Instagram page where I was just kind of like sharing little tips and tricks. And then people were really getting, I was getting tons of positive feedback. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together a monthly membership program for people who want more than just the information on the Instagram. Um, and those people, which I'm launching it in September, we're doing a three day challenge leading up to it, but starting September 10th, well, 11th rather, the challenge is the eighth through the 10th. Um, but then I'm going to open up the membership for people who really want to get inside and learn like step-by-step step, all of these different things that you need to know as you go out into the world that you don't want to depend on Google for. Um, so I'm kind of, I, I have cyber adopted millions, well, thousands at this point. <laughs> That's good. I mean, listen, it's like a one-stop shop. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting because um, as I'm going through and just creating content, the feedback has been amazing. And people, I have a founding member group right now, and they have been spectacular with giving me ideas of things and what they're asking questions about. And this, these younger kids are totally different than I was because they care about different things and different things are important to them. Um, so I'm like, okay, I have to talk to them what makes sense and what they care about. So it's keeping like, me young. <laughs> what do I was going to say, like, what do they care about? Because I mean, I don't even know what. Kids social, causes, social causes, social justice, like equality. And I don't mean just like big movements, like obviously Black Lives Matters is a huge movement, but I mean, even so much as I have gotten feedback when I present certain information to them, they're like, okay, but how does this affect somebody who's trying to adult with disabilities? Like, let's not forget about them. So they're just bringing things to my attention that I'm like, I would have never thought to do that. And it's not even people who are dealing with that on their own. It's people who are like looking out for a friend. Um, so it's been really interesting. And just like I said, I'm surprised that there aren't more programs like this out there. There's a few, but the whole thing about the way I'm presenting all the information is I'm just giving to you very straight, very as simplified as possible. But obviously I kind of have a sense of humor about a lot of it. So I'm trying to just be like, look, you have to take care of this nonsense so that you can enjoy your 20s because you're only going to have that skin once. So instead of you worrying about things and laying in bed at night, you go out and live your best life. Let's take care of all the little things. Right. Like, and you say to someone, like, how do you not know how to deposit a check? But there really are, like, if I think back to when I went to college, I didn't know how to do a lot of these things myself. Right. How do you get your security deposit back from a landlord? Or how do you break a lease? Or... How do you leave a job that you have realized that you just spent four years working for a degree that you hate, you know? So there's a lot of different um, elements. And then what's interesting is that I've had a little bit slightly older people reach out to me that they want to mentor. So then I brought mentors into the program. So we have like a, a mentor group and I, I have high hopes of what I think it will grow into. 
Is it all women at this point or? You know what? It's not. I thought it was going to be all women. It's mostly women, but I have some young guys in this group who are like, they're like, we don't care that it's pink. We just like that we're getting the information. They're great. Well, I mean, I, I'm losing my voice. I am looking at your Instagram. I need to take a course of yours <laughs> because I, listen, I Instagram, I got it. I got, I do not understand TikTok at all. And I saw you had a TikTok. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Chloe's calling me. Let me decline her. Sorry. Oh, I will happily share my TikTok course with you. That would be my, my little gift to you. I'll, I'll I share saw it you. and I was like, yeah. I needed to, I mean, I was too late, but I was like, I need to take this. I don't understand how you get You know what? Because followers. you're not 12. It's interesting. Like it's, it's crazy. It's, but TikTok right now, obviously it's the place that it's easiest to go viral on um, because the, just the way the algorithm set up. And I talk a lot about how to hack the algorithm in that course. Cause it's really, there's certain things that you do. Yeah. There are certain steps. Please give me this course. Like seriously, I will. Like, when, when, when we talked, when we started and we talked about things on the to-do list, TikTok is like still on that, like, but the thing about it is once you start, you're going to really like it and enjoy it. And like, you'll come back to it because it's quick. It's easy. And like, do you ever feel stressed out from Instagram? Cause you're like, Oh, it's like this overwhelming feeling. Cause it's got to be good. And you have to have a great caption and engagement, blah, blah, blah. TikTok is like, it's sort of, it's rewards you for just being yourself and not putting a whole lot of effort into it. And the numbers are, re I mean, insane that you can insane. get insane. Insane. I, no, I mean, I think I, there's no question that I will be addicted to this and I will love this and I will do it all the time. It's just, I can't figure out how to get there. Like I tried to use it and I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. It's not working. And then I just oh, yeah. threw it aside. Yeah, for sure. If you go through that course, um, I literally walk you through every little bit, even setting up like, so you know, what's coming on your for you page. That's actually stuff you like, like I'm it's gonna, not something random. I'm going to DM you because I really need this course. Yeah. Like, no, everyone's like, David, you need to do TikTok. Like, and I just like, <laughs> I'm like, I tried. It doesn't work. Oh my God. There's so much housewives content. You can have so much fun. I would have. And the all, and all the housewives are on it. So yeah. There oh you my go. God. Yes. Wait, do you, I'm, I just assume because you have taste, like you've watched Shit's Creek, right? Oh, it's a great show. It's, it's the great. best. Well, there is a guy on TikTok. He's one of my favorites who does all four characters, like two AT. His Moira is so spot on. He's amazing. Like he's worth subscribing to the app just so you can watch it. It's so it's good. It's such a brilliant show. It's brilliant. Oh my God. I love it. I love it for so many reasons. And I just started watching it during quarantine. I'm a little upset that I was like slow on the uptake with that. But then one night I was laying in bed and I was watching it. I kid you not, David had on an outfit that I wore on Dance Moms. And I was like, I believe this it. is just like, I stopped and I called my kids in the room. I was like, do you see the sweatshirt? I was like, mommy wore the sweatshirt on TV and David's wearing the sweatshirt on TV. Do you still have like your dance mom's outfit somewhere or you just like get rid of I them? have a lot of them. Yeah. Because with me, I have them in a Tupperware storage containers in my basement, but I'll go through things and I'm like, oh, that dress is so ugly. But Chloe won nationals when I was wearing it. I have to keep it, you know? I do or that. Kathy called me a booger when I was wearing this dress. I better save that. One day, if you ever want to get rid of it, I would assume that at some auction somewhere, you can make a hole. No, nobody wants that garbage. Like eBay. 
I guarantee you, if you start putting that stuff on eBay, if somebody, trust me on this, I don't the think day that that we'll comes, see. you call me and I will, I will help you with all that. <laughs> okay. What? So now maybe I'll do a video where I just rewear them all. Could you imagine? Ugh. That would go viral in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> so what is next for you? You're going to stay home. You're going to work on adulting 101. What else yeah. do you have going on? I mean, honestly, it's just, I'm really consumed with adulting um, because I feel like it's, it's kind lot. of where my life has brought me. I've gotten some opportunities or I've got offers to do some other projects um, that just weren't, they didn't feel right for me at the time. But now that I feel that I'm getting to a different headspace in my life, maybe I could talk about doing again. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll make a return to TV sometime soon. Although I don't even know if I would really do it in well, my mind. I'm like, I would do it. Well, you're busy know. with adulting. So that's, you know, you could just take it one step at a time. What about how do you, and then we could wrap up. How do you, how do you, and how do you want Chloe to be remembered? Like from your time in the public eye? I mean, you're still in the public eye but from your time on dance moms. Yeah, I want, I want, I want to be remembered as somebody who, who, who stood up for what was right. I really do. I feel like I stood up for what was right for my daughter. Um, I would like to be remembered as somebody that's super fun and funny and like that you would love to go and have brunch with. Like that's kind of my thing. Um, like a girlfriend, you know, and as somebody that, um, like other kids who maybe grew up without parents can kind of look to for some guidance as well. Um, because that, that was the big thing for me and for Chloe, I just want, I think she's so special in who she is as a person. She's always just stayed so true to her heart and soul and never just been like, just lured into posting things or acting a certain way. Cause it's like the popular thing. So I think for Chloe, I just think that she is a real true, like, not even a role model, but almost kind of like a soul model for people. Like she's just so, I look at her sometimes and I'm like, oh, I need, I can learn from her. I don't know. She's, she's really interesting. That's great. They're both great. This has been amazing. Everyone needs to know where can we all find you? Cause I'm going to be finding you. So where can we all oh, find yes. you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I am just I'm Christy Lukasiak. I dropped Dance Mom Christy because I'm more than just a dance mom. You are. You are. That's yeah. where we met you. And now there's a lot more going on. So everyone yes, needs to follow yeah, so you on TikTok. Thank you. Yeah, please come hang out. Like it's a fun, safe place. And if people are being rude or mean or anything on any of my platforms, they are uninvited to the party because I went through that for years and I don't tolerate it. Not even just for me, but for anybody who's on my page, you will never be bullied there. Did you find that, and then we'll wrap up, did you find that, like, did you, did you go through a period where, like, you weren't always, because it's like, I mean, I've, I've gotten it, like, you know, like, at first, you, you feed into it, and then, yeah. or were you just always good about, like, this doesn't no. matter? No, oh my god, my god, I got an email last night, somebody's telling me I should kill myself, because I'm a horrible human, and I'm like, how did you find my email? And right. it's funny, you let those little things get into you, and I'm like, I'm basing how I feel about myself right this moment on somebody that I have no idea what kind of a person they are. But, um, yeah, that internet hate is 
rough and I, it? it used to really affect me and I had to just figure out how to get around it, but it still hurts. I mean, I think it hurts everybody. It's human nature. Did, uh, did Chloe get a lot of it too? I mean, she, yeah, I mean, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, it could yes. be hard as a child, but I mean, that's good yeah. that you've, some people never get there, you know, they never get past that. But to your point, right. You can't base it on what someone else. So that's good that you don't yeah, allow you any have of to that always on your page. Just, like, recheck that. And it's hard, but like, you have no other choice. I mean, what are you going to do? Curl up in a ball or you either have to ignore it and move on or you can let it affect you and then they win. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that could be part of adulting 101 because I'm sure that a lot of young people are going through all of that too. Yeah. It's, ama it's amazing all the content that I have to create because everybody has such great ideas. Like, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that? So hopefully in a year from now, I'll be sitting here with like a great, um, you know, executive board of people or however you want to call it that will be teaching in different segments and we can really just help young people who need it. That's amazing. You, you can come back on anytime. So tell oh, everyone, thank to, you. tell everyone again where they can find you because I want everyone to find you. Okay. I am at Christy Lukasiak and that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I because when I was in second grade, you were talking about this last week. I changed my Y to an I because I wanted to be different. I heard that you were like, what, a Y, D-A-B-Y-D? Thank you for listening to my show. I don't even remember yeah. what episode I said that on, but I did say that because that is a true yeah. statement. Yeah, and I was Christy with an I because I wanted to be different and I, it stuck. So I'm Christy Although Lucasiak. you did it in second grade, I did it like five years ago. So I don't know what type <laughs> of life crisis I was going through. But anyway. <laughs> That's okay. No judgment, please. We've all been there. And on TikTok, the same thing. Same thing. I'm, I'm at Christy Lukasiak on TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, tech, you know, like Instagram, Twitter. Easy. I am, yeah, I just kept it across the board. Amazing. Well, I really appreciate it. Keep in touch. I'm reaching out to you for TikTok. You are wonderful and everyone great. needs to take your course. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Thanks you so too. much for having me. Thank you for coming on. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Ah. Uh.
Mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 